by P4P Muscle Productions and Entertainment, the number one drug-free athlete sponsorship foundation in the world. Now, I want you to grab a friend, turn the volume up a bit, lean in, and listen to the show where all the athletes want to talk. Fit Talk with Melinda Corsino. Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to Fit Talk with Melinda Corsino. As always, this show is brought to you by P4P Muscle, the number one drug-free sponsorship in the world. If you're a drug-free athlete or just looking for the best supplements on the planet that represent a drug-free lifestyle, check out P4P Muscle at p4pmuscle.com. And again, if you check out that website looking to buy anything, you can always use my code MELINDA, M-E-L-I-N-D-A, for 15% off. So today we have a very cool show. Uh, Obstacle Racing Media is in the house. So um, Matt B. Davis is on the show. I have been on his show, and I am super excited for him to come now on mine. Uh, He is the uh, co-founder of Obstacle Racing Media, and um, he has a lot to share with us today. But first I want to have him introduce himself to you guys, and, and just tell us a little bit about Obstacle Racing Media in general for those out there that haven't heard of it before. So welcome, Matt. Sure. Thank you for coming on. Sure. Cool. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I think you should get the nice intro lady to do your name with a Boston accent, though. That would be cool. Way cooler. Right? I, I agree. Right? Yeah. Because that's oh, how yeah. people say your name up there, right? Melinda Corsino? It's time to, it's time to redo it anyway, because my name is Melinda Spencer now, so maybe I can talk them into that for me. Melinda, Melinda Spencer. Exactly. Um, so yeah, so I started Obstacle Racing Media as a podcast and blog back in 2012. It was just out of a passion because I loved obstacle racing, was having a lot of fun doing it. Uh, believe it or not, there was not a ton of content on it back then. There were a few blogs. There was a podcast that had already started and stopped, an old Spartan one. Um, but I started that and then kind of very quickly became one of the sources that people go to, like, hey, you're that guy. So that's what I've been doing the last four years. We've grown and grown, and we've put out consistent content. I don't know if it's every day, but it's probably close. Something's coming out, whether it's a review or a podcast or a video and certainly all of our social channels. And so I still love doing it as much as I did when I started back in 2012. Yeah, so, I mean, you guys cover – a lot of different obstacle racing. Like some people out there that don't know a lot about obstacle racing, um, which is awesome, by the way. So if you don't know about it, you should try it out, even if you're just doing a simple, fun 5K in your town that they have something. But a lot of people think Tough Mudder, Spartan Race. There's a lot more types of races out there. What other races do you guys cover other than the main ones? Yeah, I mean, there's there's so many out there. If you, I mean, obviously, I'd want you to go to our site to check out our calendar, obstacleracingmedia.com. But even if not, if you just Googled in your area, you know, mud run or obstacle race, you're going to find a ton. Um, they're pretty much year-round, but obviously March to October is sort of peak season, not too, with the summer being a little bit lighter. Um, but, yeah, we everything from mom and pops who do one race a year to all the national series, we, we cover it all. And so um, 
I'm actually on your website right now. I've been on it before. I, before I even, you know, we contacted each other for, for your podcast, I had heard about Obstacle Racing Media. I'd seen you guys at shows before. So if someone's going to your website, um, what other type of content are they getting other than the podcast and just knowing what's in the area on the calendar? Like what else can people expect to see from your website? Uh, so the thing that we probably have the most have most of is race reviews. So, Hey, I've never done this race before. Um, do, what's it going to be like? Uh, and then we have a lot of gear reviews, uh, this year we really sort of doubled down on that because people are always wanting to know what shoes to buy. So if you click on reviews and then gear reviews, there's a ton of shoe reviews in there. Uh, we also break news. So for people that are interested in our industry, uh, when there's news that happens, um, about the industry, you know, the business side of things, that kind of thing, we break that. Um, and obviously, you know, interviews with the top athletes, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, shoes is a big thing. Um, I, for one, am a everybody a wants huge... to know. Everybody wants to know what shoes to wear. Yeah, that's a big one. It's tough, and it's like the number one question. You know, we try to – we have a little team here um, that we call age aggressively, and we do mostly Spartan Tough Mudders and some local – ones together as a team and when we try to corral people into our group and get people into the obstacle racing the first question is always what the heck am I going to wear for shoes and it, it seems like a lot of people have different opinions on that so uh, that's definitely a good article to check out I'm actually on that right now um, I for one am a, I'm a five finger theme here I'm a even five finger that's all I wear in the races especially when there's swimming involved um, but again if I'm doing a race that's 18 miles the bottom of my feet get a little sore, so everyone's got their got their preference. Do you have a shoe preference? Because I know you do. You physically do a lot of the races. So, what, what's your personal shoe preference that you have? Yeah, I'm a big fan of the latest Reeboks. Reebok got so much shit because they made garbage shoes for a long time. They partnered with Spartan back in 2013 and kind of put out the first quote unquote OCR shoe. And by that, I mean the most specific thing is around the drainage. You're going to get wet and muddy. You don't want your shoes to be heavy. They put holes in the shoes, super smart. But unfortunately, the shoes would fall apart after one race. So finally yeah. this year, the, the fourth or fifth iteration, the Reeboks, and they have a dumb name too, the Super OR instead of OCR. <laughs> so it's like Super OR. Anyway, those shoes lasted me probably, uh, probably 100 miles and, and a few races. They, and then now they're starting to get the holes. But, you know, this, my second favorite, which were my favorite before this, um, were the, uh, the X-Talons. I'm sorry, the uh, people love the X-Talons too, but I loved the, uh, the, the Innovate 180s. Those were the orange ones yeah. that everyone was wearing. Um, what else do I really like these days? Oh, the Icebug Zeal. Now, the Icebug tend to run narrow, but uh, if, if you if, – it's not too bad for you. You can wear ice bugs and the zeal specifically are the first one that weren't too narrow. So those are kind of my favorite. You know, if you read a, a basic website, it might tell you just bring an old crappy pair of shoes, which is fine if you just never plan to do this again, I guess. But, you know, you're going to be slipping all over the place and it's going to make your experience less enjoyable. Oh, it's it. My first Tough mutter that I ever did, that's exactly what I did. I wore an old crappy pair of shoes and I taped them with duct tape, you know, so. Right they wouldn't come off as easy. And that was, I had the worst blisters and that was my first tough mutter. So I wasn't even super competitive. I was just having a good time and it was, it was terrible. My feet were awful by the end of the race. So uh, don't, don't do that people. That's, that's a terrible idea. Yeah, I, I, did this, read up on I, I did the same 
Yeah, I did. I, I did the same thing. My first Tough Mudder ever. I also did that. So yeah, I get it. Don't don't do that. Um, and for one, you know, I like I like a wider toe box, and that's probably why I like the five fingers because they let my feet spread out. But um, the Innovates are good to have had the Innovates as well, and I'm a big Innovate shoe fan. So. Anyway, moving moving off the shoe topic, um, what races are you covering in the next month or so? Like, I know that we've talked that you have a couple uh, very cool things coming up. Yeah, so um, I'm traveling to Lebanon of all places uh, in about – actually, I leave in a week, so it'll be the, – the race is a week from Sunday. Super excited about that. It's uh-huh. called the Puma Hannibal Race. Uh, I'm going over actually with – uh, a pretty well-known OCR athlete, John Young Pack. He won World's Toughest Mudder the first two years. Um, and they're bringing us over to cover it and to provide a video and all that cool stuff. So um, that's pretty exciting. And then there's, let's see, locally there's a few good ones. i got to double-check my schedule. There's a race called the Utter Mud Run that I'm a big fan of. And, and, again, I would highly recommend those to your listeners that don't think you just have to wait for a Spartan. Some of these mom and pops, uh, and they have no problem calling themselves mom and pops, um, you know, they're not near the scope, but they're really fun. You can usually bring your family. My seven-year-old will do the course with me most of the time. If it's like a three or four-mile course, just be sure to carry a, uh, like a backpack with you so that, you know, they get thirsty and hungry and tired pretty quickly. <laughs> but if you can feed them oh, and yeah. give them hydration, they'll be, they'll be fine. Um, but, yeah, check out your local ones. So, and then uh, the Asheville but, – but speaking of Spartans, the Asheville Super is coming up, and that's a gorgeous venue. If you're anywhere near North Carolina, I would definitely highly recommend that one. Yeah, and, uh, you know, one of the ones that I was going to every year when my stepson was younger was just a, a local one in New Hampshire. It was to raise money for field, athletic fields in the town. Uh, it was like three, four miles long, but it was fun. I mean, it, again, it wasn't near near the scope you're getting if you're doing, you know, the five-mile Spartan sprint or, or some of the other runs in the area. But it was fun. The kids had fun. They had music. We were able to go at it, you know, through as a family, help the kids through, let them take breaks. It wasn't super competitive, but it was it was fun, and it was a good family outing. And, and now that my stepson's older and his cousins are older, they now do Spartan races, and they're – probably planning to do a Tough Mudder in the future as well. So I guess it's kind of a good way to introduce them. Introduce them. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So um, in addition to, you know, the podcast and the website, you know, I have noted that uh, there's been books, magazines, television. What other fun stuff have you been involved in? Yeah. So as as I said, I kind of, you know, if you were to – if you ask someone in, you know, marketing or, or digital marketing, like how do you, you know, build your brand? I, I sort of did everything right. And most of it, not because I'm a genius, but just because that's what I did. So they'll tell you, you know, put out as much content as you can, you know, be interactive in the community um, and just be legit. Right. Don't, don't spam people and all that stuff. And that's just what I kind of slowly did. And so uh, again, not because I'm a genius, but just because that's just what made sense for me to do. Um, and so becoming quote unquote, that guy that everyone calls industry expert, whatever you want to call it. So, yeah, so I wrote a book that came out two years ago. You can put the Amazon link in the show notes, maybe, um, that, that battle, that battle frog college show that's on right now. I initially put them together uh, about a year and a half ago for that first season. And now they're off and running. Um, I consulted with Spartan the first time they put their first show together. 
so yeah, it's been really, really cool. There's this new movie out you should absolutely see called Rise of the Sufferfest. Um, and I'll definitely be willing to be following up with you about that afterwards for you to push out to your community. If they want to learn more about why you or other people would do these crazy mud runs, it explains a lot, kind of not, you know, kind of past just the initial sort of thoughts of, hey, why do people go get themselves electrocuted or get muddy? Um, and so I'm, I'm featured in that documentary with some pretty big names, so that's been pretty cool. But, yeah, Rise of the Sufferfest. There's actually a showing in New Hampshire that weekend of the Tough Mudder. That was one of the reasons I was asking if you were going. Ah, uh, that'd be cool. Yeah, and then I got a Spartan race that weekend. But at least I'm doing something related, right? It's um, yeah. And for the community that I have that that follows, you know, I have a more of a bodybuilding following. I'm hoping to build a little more into other arenas, considering I like to do other things. And um, I've noticed that a lot of people in the bodybuilding industry, especially women in their off season, they're getting more into doing these fun races as something like enjoyable. And, um, you know, it's fun because it can lead to a lot of different things. You can, you can be doing a mud run just for yourself to have a good time to get together with friends, make it a girl's day, go drink wine after, or you can be doing it to, to end up being more competitive. And that's where it led for me. And again, I am nowhere near an amazing obstacle racing person. Uh, but I've, I've done well with certain things, and it pushes me year after year to look at my times and, and different things that I've done and say, okay, like, there's been improvement. It, it's kind of a cool thing once you get started, and it, it does get, I'm, I'm sure you'll agree, a little bit of a little bit addicting because you just want to keep going. Yeah, and I, and I think that's, you know, you're pointing out, you know, why I love it so much. And one of the things where I think, like, if people don't understand it, they might think, it's silly or it's gimmicky or, Oh, I might get hurt. I don't want it to hurt my other training because I might get hurt. And I would say that in my, you know, I've done a hundred plus races at this point and I've gotten nothing worse than like, you know, rolled my ankle a couple times or, you know, mm-hmm. stubbed something literally. Uh, they're certainly just as easy to get hurt on a road race or a marathon or anything like that. Um, and exactly what you said, like, so for me, I'm, I'm, my sort of competitive days are kind of over, right? Like I really don't care about my times once or twice a year. I might push myself and say, let me see how I do against the world in this one. Um, mm-hmm. But for the most part, I just go, I have a good time. Uh, I might do a lap with my kids late in the day, or I might just do one lap with my kids and it takes me two hours. So like, I don't have a, a fast time at all for that day. Um, or we'll just goof around, right? We'll just go play on obstacles, goof around. Um, and I think that's what makes it so appealing is that it's, it's not just, okay, here's a bunch of lunkheads who have their shirts off and, and are trying to, you know, be idiots. Yeah, and, and for people that – and I'm speaking on Spartan just because that's I've done more Spartans than anything else, so I can have a little more experience in it. Uh, Spartan does offer different heats where they, they just implemented re- somewhat recently the competitive heat. So you have the elite heat if you want to be super competitive, if you're going for time, if you don't want to get – Blog, uh, you know, bogged up in obstacles because some people are taking their time and, and whatnot. So you can run in that elite heat. Then there's a the competitive heat. You know, it's almost the elite heat. It's those people that might not be going to, you know, try to place to get their coin or to try to, you know, place top five to win money, but they still want to run competitively and don't want to get stuck at obstacles and they want to be with other people that are doing the same. And then you have the open and people run the open just as competitively, or you can put yourself kind of towards the back and run it for fun. So, there's different options within at least Spartan Race 
uh, Spartan races for people that are doing it for whatever reasons they may be doing it, and, and all is accepted, and everyone is very supportive. And that's another thing when you go to these races. Um, it's it's like a big community. I mean, you just I can't tell you how many friends I've made just going to races and meeting people and getting in random conversations. And I'm sure for you at this point, you're pretty well known, so people notice you when you go to the races. But I mean, don't get tell me if I'm wrong, but just the community aspect in general is a very cool thing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the the people that I talk to, you know, on a daily and weekly basis are all people who, you know, it becomes a lifestyle, right? If it was just about the race, it probably wouldn't mean much. And, you know, people say you're, you're the sum of your five closest friends or the 10 people around you. And, you know, when you start doing these, you know, I was just sort of an average, I would say softball playing dad, right? Like that's about as much physical activity as I did. Um, and, once I started doing this, I, I, it wasn't like the races made me do that. I just slowly woke up and was like, huh, I think I'd like to get more rest. I think I'd like to start eating better. And it just sort of became, because that's what me and the people that I hang with talk about. And it's not all we talk about, but it's certainly changed, it changed me from the guy who just, you know, ran around the bases on the occasional weekend to someone that's, you know, literally in the best shape of my life. You know, I mean, it's funny, you know, we should actually talk about this, but like, I feel like, you know, I lost, let's say, let's say four years ago, I lost 15 pounds, right? And again, we're not talking, I was never obese, but you know, you can tell the difference, right? Big fat face, you can tell the difference from four years ago. But it feels like whenever I see people, they go, man, have you lost weight? Like, it's just, like, I don't know what it is, but it seems like people always, like, people seem to, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I, I definitely do. But it, like, it does bring people, I, go ahead, go ahead. It just, it just like, I'm, I, I look no different than I did a year ago, but someone is saying it as if they haven't seen me in five years. They're like, God, you look great. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, it, it's also very cool because we have people that will end up joining in, like we'll talk these people in. It's almost like a little cult. And, you know, we'll, right. we'll convert them into obstacle racing and come join our team because we have people that run super competitive that end up placing top 10. And then we have people that literally will finish near the bottom, but everyone's having a blast and we're all doing it as part of a team, even though we're running separately and we'll convert these people in and, and then we'll like post about, you know, my husband or my husband's brother will post, okay, we're going to do a run here on Sunday. We'll post about all our runs. Okay. We're bringing weight vests. Okay. We're bringing this. And these people are thinking you guys are crazy, but I'm telling you after they do a race, they keep coming back and then they want to come right. run with us and run with a weight vest or, or run with a, you know, with these races, you, what it's all about is getting used to feeling uncomfortable. You're going to feel uncomfortable. You're going to be carrying things. You're going to, it's awkward, but it's, it's, <laughs> if you train for it, it gets easier. And I'm like, we got gravel buckets that we run up and down our driveway and people are like, why the hell do you do that? But then once they do it, they come join. And it's like, they become right. part of the craziness and, but it's fun and, and it gets people together. Yeah, and I really appreciate, you know, Melinda, I said this to you before, that, that you are willing to do, you know, multiple things. Like you're, you're, you do powerlifting, you do fitness, you do uh, CrossFit, you do this. And you might sort of weave in and out and spend more time. But when, when someone says like, oh, I couldn't do that because I'm a sprinter and I just couldn't possibly mess up. What, I mean, unless you're trying for the Olympics, which I guess some people are. Um, but other than that, I just feel like it's more – Excuse if you don't want to do it, just say you don't want to do it. But but I just feel like a lot of people just have lame excuses. 
Yeah, you're not going to mess up any. I mean, yes, if you have a bodybuilding show in a week, it's not best to to risk scratching scratching yourself off on muscle course. That makes sense. But if you're in your off season from whatever you're doing, or I mean, it's it's not that bad. You'll be sore the next day. You know, don't jump right in to a 15 to 18 mile race. Start small. Give it a shot. But it's really oh, not oh, oh. that bad, and you're not going to screw anything up that you have going, and you may really like it and find something new that you enjoy. Right. Although I did just have a fantasy of uh, if someone did do it, like right after a show, and you have those massive wall bruises on your arms, <laughs> and they were like up there posing with just these massive Pose. purple things, everybody going, what the fuck happened? What are you doing? Oh, yeah, and I've been, I mean, I decided to one-rep max deadlift, you know, the week before my show. I mean, I've done dumb stuff like that before, and I probably wouldn't recommend following exactly what I do because I, I do. I weave in and out, but you know what? I end up meeting really cool people in every venue. You know, I now have friends that I've met from USAPL powerlifting just because I decided, hey, what the hell? They have one down the street. I'm going to give it a shot, you know? Right. I, you never know. What you never know where things are going to. I mean, look at you. Look at what you're doing now. Look at the business you have created, all from this. You know. Yeah, and I, could, and I could have never. Doing it. Yeah, I could have never imagined if you would have. You know, if five years ago I had a staffing company, and if you would have told me I was going to be in the obstacle world or the fitness world or even the running world, I would have laughed at you because I wasn't even a runner. Yes, it, 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 different things open up different opportunities, and you never know where things are going to lead you. So I think it's very cool when people just take a chance and, and just go for it. But um, as we're kind of closing up here today, and for anyone listening in, I don't normally run shows at noon because I do work full-time, so I normally run shows at night. So I'm uh, locking myself in a conference room right now having this uh, discussion during, during my lunch break, which is, which is pretty cool to be able to do it at a different time. But uh, as we kind of come to a close here, any funny, like you must have some sort of funny, crazy things that stick out in your mind that's happened, just obstacle racing yourself or a funny interview, anything funny you want to add in? Well, I, I, I mean, I would say that um, you kind of can't experience an event like this and not with friends and not laugh your ass off, right? Either at what you completed or didn't complete or fell off a wall or, or whatever. So I think definitely do it with people you like. That's a, that's a big way to just make life easy. But I mean, I think the, it isn't necessarily funny, but it's the, it's the, just one of the stories I always think of is that is what sort of, you know, I, what I was changed as a person is that I'm going to do this tough mud or I'm watching these videos. They're 10 to 12 miles, which may as well have been a hundred to me back then. I'd never run 10 miles in my life. Um, I was really scared. And then we wake up the morning of the race and it's literally 28 degrees. Right. And I know we have to get in water. I know we have to jump into ice water. Um, and in mile one, we got to, you know, what's called, uh, Arctic enema, which is you jump in the big, you know, giant dumpster full of ice. (laughs) And I went in and came out and, uh, a changed person because, nothing to me was scarier than that. And that was only the first mile. I said to everyone, listen, the rest of the race is going to be easy. No matter what they do to us, yeah. it, can't, it can't be harder than a 30-degree day, and we just went into ice water. Um, so it really, I honestly finished that race and thought, wow, I can really do anything, things that I didn't think were possible. So that's what I would want to leave folks with is that um, go out and try new things because you never know what you're capable of. That is true. I think, 
I think one thing that obstacle racing has given me, other than just a fun sense of community and friendship, has been I have mental stamina, just mental toughness. Because when you're out there on one of, especially one of those long races, if you're in pretty decent shape and you can run like a half marathon, even at a slow pace, you can you can get through a long race. Um, a lot of the times you you end up hiking. So I mean, you can physically get through it, but mentally it can be very tough. And um, that's something that it has given me is, is the ability to push myself and, and realize the extent to which I can push myself under a situation where I am extremely uncomfortable or just hurting. Uh, so I definitely, that's a, that's a great point to leave people with is, is there's a lot of things you can get out of that. And that's definitely something as well that I have gotten out of racing. Um, so thank you for being on. I appreciate it. I know our time schedules well, were a little rough here, but yeah, no, thank you for doing it during the, uh, during the work day. And I hope people enjoy it on the, do you add the show notes or do they add show notes afterwards for you? Um, I, I will, I can go in and add anything I need. So if you want to shoot me okay. anything, I can, I can add links to, to things for you. Yeah. So obstacle is the site. I'll send you the link to my book. I can send you the link to that movie. Um, anything, all that stuff. Yeah, no, that would be awesome, and I, and I can definitely put that up today or tomorrow and, and uh, so people can definitely check things out. And, and as always, if anyone has any questions about anything, feel free to contact me. I can get you in touch with the right people. I can help you out um, with, with certain things with obstacle racing. So, again, thank you for being on and taking the time out of your day, and, and good luck in your next planned trip. All right, well, thank you so much. It's always good to talk to you. Thank you. Have a good day. Bye. All right, bye-bye.